0: Questions about college admissions tests are some of the big ones that come up when we're working with high school students. Students are beginning to embark on their college admissions journey and they often want to know what are the popular college admission tests? Do I take the ACT? Should I take the SAT? What are the differences? And how do I know which um, which of those test colleges are going to prefer? Is one test better than the other? Well, today we're actually going to go in and look at all of those different pieces, the details of ACT, the details of SAT, to help you navigate your choices there, I'm Courtney and I'm the founder of Confused to College Ready. With over 15 years experience as a mental health therapist turned school counselor, I am bringing my experience and expertise to help you navigate the college search experience. My goal is to serve students and their families and unlock the secrets to college searching. Stay tuned. During an intro to high school lesson that one of my coworkers and I had um, had shared with a group of high school students, we saw one student, she was watching our presentation, taking copious notes, hanging on our every word. She wanted to, she was determined. You could tell that she knew exactly what she wanted to do and that was making sure that she made the most of her high school experience. As we began talking about the different testing requirements for college, she actually raised her hand multiple times to be able to ask some different questions. The first one was, um, this was actually the first of multiple conversations that we ended up having with her, and as we talked about what her options were and made sure that she had the resources to really be able to be successful. So we talked about study guides, we talked about practice tests, we talked about knowing how... To read score reports and review what you what she could do to be successful the next time that she took the test, and she also was then able to recognize which test was the best fit for her. So, some of um, what she learned is that there's not a magic formula, and I want you to know that as well. There's not a magic formula that says if you meet this and this and this, this is then you should 100% take the ACT or you should 100% take the SAT. It doesn't work that way. Some of the figuring out which test is the right one for you, it's also about doing your personal best on it, not comparing yourself to other people, um, but also what your strengths are, how you're gonna prepare. And so what I wanna do is talk about the major tests, the two major tests, and that's the ACT and the SAT. So both of these tests, I want to start with the similarities. So both of these tests are standardized, which means that you have a certain amount of time for the test. You are taking it in a room where it's proctored by um, by an adult. It is something that you are being monitored as you take it. So there's no cheating. There's no anything like that. It needs to be a quiet space so it's a standardized test your scores are measured against national averages to be able to see what percentile you um, you fall into so these colleges use the act and the sat to see how you might fit into their particular setting and if you have the qualifications that they're looking for we i do encourage students to take both tests to take both the act and the sat and look at your strengths and where you need to grow to see what one might actually be a better fit. So the ACT is the American College Test, and that is a test where you, um, there are, and we'll talk more about specifics, but there's four sections on that particular test. The SAT is the Scholastic Assessment Test. So both of these tests are accepted by colleges. It's not that one college is looking for um, at one test with more of a value on it than the other. They will accept both tests. And um, they. another similarity is that students are able to, um, you're only given points for correct answers. So if you guess on a question or Um, you you have an incorrect answer that doesn't ding you or it doesn't, I don't even really like that word, but it doesn't negatively impact your score. Another thing that comes up is what happens if you get to the end of a test section and you only have so many minutes, you know, you have a few minutes left and you have five questions that you haven't answered. What do I do? Do I leave it blank or do I guess? Absolutely guess. Some students will do um, a straight line of their answers. Other students will do kind of a zigzag pattern. I've heard it called a Christmas tree before. Um... So there might be a zigzag pattern, but you're more than likely going to get at least one or maybe a couple of those right. So it is 100% worth it to look into that. Um, So one thing I want to talk about before you actually go into that ACT and SAT, I want to tell you there's a test called the PSAT slash NMSQT and this is an assessment that students can actually take in their 10th or 11th grade year. Some students might take the PSAT 8-9 in 8th or 9th grade. This PSAT slash NMSQT that you take in 10th and or 11th grade is a really good opportunity for you to practice taking a test in that standardized environment, as well as being able to see what your strengths are And if there are, if there are, words are hard apparently today, if there are areas for growth. So let's talk a little bit more about the specifics. Um, The ACT has four separate sections. So we talked about that. So your sections, you've got English, math, reading, and science. Science isn't looking at, do you understand chemistry? Do you understand physics? What are the things that you that you know about these advanced science pieces? It's really looking at your critical thinking skills. You're going to interpret information. There are going to be different graphs and tables and some reading that is going to be included with that science component. So it's more about that critical thinking um, and information interpretation than it is about, do you know, advanced science. The total time for these required sections is going to be 2 hours and 55 minutes. The other thing with ACT is you're going to get a score between 1 to 36 on each of those sections. Then you also get a composite score, which is the average score on your ACT. So That is something that is different with SAT is that they are taking an average. So even if you go in and you do, um, you know, you take the test multiple times and one time, so ACT will super score. So if you took the ACT several times and you did better one time on English and math and the next time you did better on reading and science, it's going to take the higher of those scores for that average. Um, but it is an average of those scores. So it's not just adding them together. With SAT, there are four separate sections. So they have reading, writing and language and then two math sections. The first math does not use a calculator and then the second math has a calculator. Um, the test is gonna take three hours. And with SAT, you're gonna have a score range between 400 and 1600. So that reading score is going to be, um, the reading and writing, it's going to be combined to give you a score between 200 and 800, and then the math sections are combined for a score between 200 and 800. So the difference in scoring, it's not only the numbers, but these scores are just, they are only added together. It's not an average like the ACT is. So s- some similarities, and we've talked a little bit about this, um, the scores are gonna be based off of the questions that you answer correctly. So it is not something that um, you can absolutely guess on it and it is worth trying and just making sure that everything is filled in or giving your best guess. Um, And then we talked about super scoring. So SAT does the same thing. If you do better one time on your English and on your reading and, and writing and language, and then the second time you do better on math, it will take the higher of those two scores to give you that super score. So this is just, I wanted to give you all a basic overview of testing and what that looks like. Next time we're actually gonna go in And we are going to talk about some specific tips on how to study, what to study, what that is all going to look like. I hope that this has been helpful. If it is, please um, share the podcast with other people. We would greatly appreciate that. We are almost at 2,000 downloads on the podcast, which is absolutely incredible. And that is thanks to you all for listening and for being able to share the podcast Um, please you can follow us on social media and you also can download our free guide on how to get started with your college search at www.confusedtoready.com forward slash how to start take care Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Confused to Ready and download our free guide on how to start or expand your college search at confusedtoready.com forward slash how to start.